Teachers understand that teaching the curriculum and making sure your students perform well is not the only task that you have been assigned to deal with. It takes much more than just issuing textbooks to develop your students and ensure their success for the future. Good teaching entails many things, but in my opinion, reading is one of the most basic skills every student must learn. Since there is no hard and fast rule to perfect one's reading, it makes the process more challenging and fun. Welcome to episode 58 of the Teacher Rockstar Podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. I'm your host, Steve Hiles, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about setting up an effective reader's workshop. All right, let's dive right in. Reading is one of those life skills that becomes essential for several important things in life besides schoolwork. When a student has a strong grasp of reading, he or she can speak better, write better, gain more knowledge, and is generally able to understand the context of things way better. But why is it not considered as vital as it is? Now, I know that in this day and age, schools are always busy rushing through the subject material, and there are children that never actually read a book besides their textbook. And if and when they do make it to college, it presents a real challenge for the student. This is where the Reader's Workshop comes into play. Let's talk about the definition first of what a Reader's Workshop is. So a Reader's Workshop is a practice by which all groups are afforded time to read. Now it does not have to be the same book, especially when the concept is applied in a school setting. The students are allowed to choose the books they want to read, what pace they want to read it, and they are open to discuss their problems and concept issues while reading after the workshop is done. Okay, now the first thing that might cross your mind would be the number of books you will need, right? Well, in episode number 57, I discuss how to set up a classroom library on a budget. You might want to go take some time to check that out. But at any rate, teaching students to read can be a daunting task. Like other cognitive abilities, reading takes time to develop. Many factors like their mother language, the context, grade level, exposure to books in the past, and overall environment where the children are allowed to read, they all play an equal role in the development of reading abilities. Yes, even the environment. We as adults who have been reading for a while become so used to the exercise that we often neglect that it sometimes needs to be taught. When you want to develop your child's or student's ability to read better, faster and clearly while understanding what they are reading, there are a few things that you need to put in place. If you imagine your classroom for a minute as an educator, you more or less know your students, how well they perform in studies, their ability to comprehend complex sentences, how they read, their reading fluency. Can they read small text with ease? Do they prefer paper or electronic devices? You might know the interests of your students as well. Reading is multidimensional. Let me explain. One day you might be reading poetry. 
The next, you might want to learn about how the universe works. These things go hand in hand when you have a variety of sources to read and based on your students' interests. You can also change these styles, for example, if you want to build good habits and want your students to read books to promote a desired behavior. Well, no one reads a book just because you simply told them to do it. We humans from a very young age live with a pattern based on inspiration. We act upon things like hobbies, life choices, career choices. Everything is based on inspiration. And if you cannot draw inspiration from a certain event or a task, it is most likely that you wouldn't act upon it, right? To inspire students to read, it is necessary for teachers to show them the fun side of reading. Just telling them the benefits alone wouldn't go very far, and I believe you would all agree with that. Having small book talks, however, can go a very long way. If a student is reading book A and the other one is reading book B, their cross-communication about what they are reading will inspire each other to explore the other's interests. I want to highlight a few basic components of having a reader's workshop and much more, but before we do, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Would you like to fire up your classroom management skills? Well, if you're a brand new teacher, fresh out of college, or a student teacher for that matter, or a teacher returning back into the classroom, the Teacher Rockstar Academy course is for you. Gain the confidence, the skills you'll need to crush it on day one and beyond. Enroll now at TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. That's TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. So invest in yourself. This will be a transformational experience, I assure you. Okay, moving on. Before the break, we spoke about several factors that go into building a reader's workshop or how it benefits individual students. A reader's workshop can be developed any time of the year. It does not take that long, and you as an educator do not have to do much work but monitor your class. Now, before discussing the components of a reader's workshop, just know that it is not some sort of competition, nor are we worried about grading assignments. The whole purpose is to improve student reading skills, and that's it. The first component of a reader's workshop is the mini-lesson. Let me explain here. So what is a mini-lesson? Well, the mini-lesson is the section whereby a teacher teaches a particular reading skill or strategy for that day's reader's workshop session. Now, the mini-lesson lasts only for about 10 to 15 minutes tops. I always wanted to make sure that I stayed within that time frame because I wanted my kids to take full advantage of independent reading to the maximum extent possible. Then I would normally follow the mini-lesson up with a quick five-minute read-aloud, shared reading experience. I would either provide students uh, with a copy of the text uh, I will be reading from or had it projected on the screen. Next up would represent the bulk of the reader's workshop, and that is to say students would have a book of their choosing in which they would read during that time. Now, my ultimate goal was to have my students reading independently for a minimum of 30 minutes daily, Monday through Friday. Now, to me, this is very, very critical that I stayed within that schedule. Okay, uh, it was during the independent reading session that I would then pull my guided reading groups to work on specific reading strategies and conduct informal reading conferences as well. After the independent reading session was over, I always gave my students a few minutes to respond to their reading. And finally was sharing time. During this time, children shared out and discussed with their peers what book they were reading and or discussing reading strategies with each other. 
I know that some teachers might feel that this step is not all that important, but I tell you, I think it's very important to give your kids time to share their reading with their peers. So this is one part you don't want to overlook. Next up, we will be talking about some other considerations about setting up your reader's workshop, but first, a quick word from our sponsor. Imagine having access to educational products, instructional videos, top-rated teacher podcasts, and articles worth over $1,000 for just pennies a day. Wouldn't that be super awesome? And you know what the best part is? You get a free seven-day trial. So really, what do you have to lose? Go check it out. Take a look around. Go to MyTeacherMembership.com. That's MyTeacherMembership.com. I will be adding more products each and every month. You're going to love being part of this teacher membership community. All right, continuing on here. When launching your reader's workshop, it is important to be patient. Take your time to work on it. Slowly introduce it to your students and take things slow, one day at a time. Now, depending on your class, it can take anywhere from a week or two to gradually form a routine. But first, you will need to prepare them with explicit instruction as to the conduct of the workshop. You will need to model for your students what a reader's workshop looks like. I ask that you be flexible. Gradually introduce them to books of various genres, for example. Once you have explicitly instructed your students how the reader's workshop will be conducted and what it should look like, especially when you're teaching your guided reading groups, okay, start with a 10-minute independent reading session and build up gradually until you have your students reading 30 solid minutes. Make sure that you are modeling reading as well when not teaching your guided reading groups and or conducting informal reading conferences. Well, we have come to the end of this episode. Should you have any questions about this episode or any episode, uh, actually, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening to the Teacher Rockstar podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these tips and strategies regarding setting up an effective reader's workshop. When you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, best practices, and unadvertised free bonuses. Simply go to stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar podcast. And if you'd like to support us, by all means, please feel free to share our podcast with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. That would be greatly appreciated. Thanks again, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.